0: You're listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the ACB Advocacy Update podcast. My name is Clark Rockfall. I'm the Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs for the American Council of the Blind. And today, it's just me. Uh, Claire is out in San Rafael, California at Guiding, or excuse me, Guide Dogs for the Blind, training with her new potential guide dog. If you'd like to learn more about what it's like uh, going to a guide dog school and training with a dog, you can check out the Facebook Live video that Claire just did, and that is on the American Council of the Blind Facebook page. Today, we're joined by a friend of ACB who works in the accessible technology space, and that is Matt Ader with Vespero. Say hello, Matt. Well, good afternoon.
1: Clark, how are you doing today? Doing well. And yourself? I'm doing wonderful. It's a beautiful day outside. Of course, when people listen to us, you never know what the weather's going to be like, but life is good.
0: That's great. I know a lot of our listeners are excited uh, for the role that Vespero is going to play at the ACB Annual Convention in Rochester, and we'll certainly get to those activities here in a bit. But Matt, why don't you share with the listeners a little bit about yourself and your background?
1: Sure. So um, I've been in the, I'll start with like the assistive technology field prior to accessibility, but um, assistive technology field since I guess 25 years now. Um, I've graduated from the University of Alabama with a broadcasting degree and came back up to the DC area and decided that um, I wanted to go into more of the training and consulting field and spent a few years training federal employees around the country on how to use screen readers at at jobs teaching them how to use braille displays um, within government agencies, video magnifiers, large print software, things of that nature. And uh, did that for a couple of years, then, then went to go work for um, a nonprofit in Washington DC running um, uh, assistive technology department where we did a lot of training um, of end users, again, global or not globally, but across the United States. So that was, five year, five years of my uh, career, I did that, and um, and then in two thousand, you know, early two thousands, I, I did a little bit of stint at, um, in uh, working with the product lines, um, and then eventually jumped into running government contracts for. Um, I did a, a, about a six years of running a project for the Social Security Administration running their assistive technology support services, which included like installing equipment, training the users, configuring the software, deploying the software, providing a help desk, you know full level support for any of the employees within within that agency. Um, I jumped out of assistive technology for a few years to just to kind of learn IT services and then landed into accessibility for, for four years. Um, I joined Vespero um, at that time, Freedom Scientific, and I'll, I'll give a little background on who Vespero is in a few, but, um, I joined Freedom Scientific in 2014 to start a consulting, um, division for Freedom Scientific. Uh, they found that they had a lot of, um, customers who were, you know, in corporate environments, needing support and training and configuration and customization and scripting and all of these kinds of things. So basically, we started a, a group to, to support those larger customers to make sure that you know software was working right when people went to work. And eventually, um, after a year, started kind of getting more into the accessibility um, side of it. Um, and uh, started with like you know two employees, and grew to about 25 employees. And then um, later we acquired another company, which added another 40 employees. And then another year, hired uh, bought another company that had another 10 employees, and got to a point where I I said, well, it's time to change again. So I'm I'm still with the Sparrow, but I moved back, not running the consulting practice now, and and more helping large enterprises. Um, look at the total package when it comes to all of our product lines and and, um, brands within the Vespero family of of brands. So that's kind of the last, you know, 25 years wrapped up into a few minutes.
0: That's fascinating, Matt. And do you have a a history as an assistive technology user, uh, especially at your time at University of Alabama and throughout your career?
1: Boy, it's a flashback when you think about going to college, um, and, you know, pre windows and you know, I'm, I, um, I was born, um, with a condition called hydrocephalus, um, water on the brain. And, um, when I was six years old, the, um, water pressure cut off blood supply to the optic nerves. So I've lost, um, most of my vision in my left eye and my right eye is about 2,600 tunnel vision. Um, and so I am a screen reader user today. I, it's funny, I've, I've always told people my vision didn't get worse as time went on. Um, technology just got better to the point that I, I became lazy and wanted to listen to see the screen. I can, I can use large print, but it takes a lot of time to read it. And it's you know, tiring on the eyes. So I use screen readers and braille at this point. Um, you know, I carry a handheld magnifier in my bag and I carry a a braille display with me everywhere I go to type into my phone, but, you know, and I have large print software and uh, on the computer as well as screen reader, but I, you know, from the, from, you know, a day to day I would rather listen to the computer than I would try to see it with my eyes.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people that have uh, low vision or deteriorating vision probably have a similar story. So for me personally of Leber's congenital amaurosis and, I started out with large print and magnifiers, then moved to CCTVs. Uh, My introduction to accessibility software was ZoomText, and then ZoomText level two with speech, and now uh, JAWS. So very familiar with those products in the Freedom Scientific portfolio. Uh, But that's only one aspect of the, the work that Vispero is doing now. Um, I think a lot of our listeners are probably familiar with freedom scientific but it, is there anything new going on with freedom scientific whether that's JAWS, uh, fusion zoom text uh, or anything else
1: yeah and I definitely can dive into that I do I think it'd be great for me to kind of break down what this sparrow is because you know you know a couple of years ago you know we um, uh, were sold and 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 then acquired um, and merged with Optolec and then eventually some other companies and I'll go to, through all of them. And so mm-hmm. I think, I think everybody's probably been confused with all the name changes. Sure. Um, and I think the, the, you know, Vespero. think of Vespero as more of a, a holding company. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's somewhere that, that deals with our dealer channels and things of that nature, but most in customers we have have relationships with our, our actual companies and brands. And, you know, you just said that most people are familiar with Freedom Scientific, you know, because of JAWS and Zoom text and um, focus Braille displays and Ruby handheld magnifiers and, and lots of other stuff with Fusion and so on. And I think with every, you know, um, person, they have their preference in terms of, you know, what brand they feel comfortable with. Um, and so in this family of, of companies, know we have the four brands of freedom scientific which you know we just kind of ran through the the majority of those products um then we um, Optilec, which is primarily um, video magnification Mm -hmm. Um, they do have a standalone scan and read system and they have handheld um traditional handheld magnifiers as they call them you know professional products that are mostly sold through the doctor channels and then but primarily you're talking about things like the Clearview, I'll talk about the Clearview Go in a little bit, um, Compact handheld magnifiers, the Compact um, uh, 6, um, and so on. And then um, the other hardware company with, that's, that's part of this family is called Enhanced Vision. They're based in Huntington Beach, California. They're, um, again, worldwide, And, you know, the product lines are things like Merlin, Geordie. They, of course, have the the Pebble handheld and some other things like that. And when you look at all of the products, they're very similar in nature, but have a different, you know, maybe look and feel. And probably like going to try on a, a, you know, different shirts and you find a shirt that fits you right. I mean... You know this technology is very personal to people um as we know with braille cells and we know with large print devices that and and even with screen readers with voices you know i i'm perfectly fine using eloquence like you are but you know the next person wants to use vocalizer because it's more soothing to them listening to it right and so if you look at those four brands or the those three brands and i'll get to the fourth in a minute Mm -hmm. you know what you're talking about is is three companies who make very similar hardware um the buttons are slightly different in each product. The the features are primarily the same, but the buttons are different. The color may be slightly different. Um, the shape and size of screen may be slightly different. And so, um, and we'll, we'll continue to keep those brands because they're very unique to the markets they fit. You know, the, the distribution channel that is across sparrow family of companies is you know, unmatched in this space. And, you know, a dealer in Texas, you know, covers, you know, certain products and, and the guy in Minneapolis covers different products. And um, there may be a different dealer, but they, they may hit different customer bases. And that's why, um, you know, they can still be multiple brands within a family of products is because they have different customers. And when you think about the number of people who, you know, are buying direct from us, it's small in numbers compared to the numbers of people who are buying from the local channels. Yeah. The, the um, fourth company is called the Paciello Group. And this is the one I mentioned that, that in um, a couple years ago we acquired and, and it was really to boost the um, accessibility services that Freedom Scientific was, was doing. And um, then later we also acquired a company called Interactive Accessibility, and so the three three companies consulting practices are all merged into one called the Passiello Group, and we can shorten that and just call it TPG. Let's just keep it simple because it's easier, <laughs> to it, right? Um, the um, the the neat thing about this is that it's you know it's very complementary to selling software, you know, because we have customers all around the world who are challenged with accessibility issues. And sometimes people say, well, it's because JAWS doesn't do something right. And there's always a chance that that can happen. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's a lot to do with whether or not people code things correctly. And so this is why it's very complimentary to the, to the software side is because we get to, you know, now when people have concerns or issues and whether it's a website, you're trying to buy shoes on or, um, a kiosk you're trying to access and, and work with, you know, we, obviously you may be using Jaws on that or Zoom text or some other product, um, but now we have the consultants who actually can work with those companies to solve the problems. So and, Matt, Matt you know, what
0: makes um, TPG or the the Passyello group different from other accessibility consultants for websites whether that's web accessibility standards or 508 compliance within the government uh, it, There's a lot of companies that say that they can do accessibility, but it seems like very few actually can. So ha- how does the passive go about it?
1: Well, so there's a couple of things. I mean, there's um, it's a mix of, of products and people, right? Um, I think we have some of the smartest people in the field the folks that are working at TPG you know been in this quite a long time. They've um, helped write a lot of the standards. Um they understand stuff. Um, additionally, we have a very strong what we call a user experience background. a lot of people refer to it as UX. And I've always said that you know we're so focused on compliance rather than usability. And at some point, don't we need to be focused on whether or not people can perform tasks rather than compliance? Compliance is checking a box, but can actually people use your product is different, and I think that's what that um, TPG gets right is that we're not just about you know compliance. We're also making sure that people can use what they build, and the um, uh, you know, it's, it's it's interesting TPG um, uh, companies worldwide. You know we've folks all in several countries. Um, the majority of the work is in the U.S. and some in Europe um, and some in Canada. But the, you know, the kinds of people we bring in, it's its about the people. And that's really what it comes down to is, is um, people make up consulting, right? And really good consultants, you know, it's amazing to, you know, not amazing because I know these folks, but it's great to hear from from customers about how great the services have been and you know there's a, a company we've been working with recently who um people come to us a lot of times because we own jaws and zoom text and so they assume that you know we can fix it because of that rather than helping them fix their code and what i love the most is is the, is watching um large number of employers working with us not for necessarily um, just working at external websites where people can buy goods but they're concerned about whether or not their applications can work so that a person who's um, uh, blind or or low vision or any other disability could actually work at that company and i think that's the most powerful thing that, that we can bring to the table is that you know if an employer needs something to work on the job what better company than the one who makes a screen reader and a large print software than to be able to tap into that resources? And even though Freedom Scientific and TPG are separate companies, you know, we still have reach back into them to solve problems. And this this other company, you know, they had 50, you know, low vision and blind employees who, you know, were being impacted by inaccessible applications. So we are able to, you know, you know, we're in there installing JAWS and Zoom text and things like that and training the users. But we recognized we needed accessibility help, and we brought that in from TPG to solve the problems. And And that's that's when it's powerful.
0: Yeah, that's great that uh, employers are able to invest in their employees and make sure that they uh, not only have the productivity tools that they need to be successful, but that they optimize the work setting for those tools uh, so that their employees can be highly productive and succeed at their work. Um, one of the other companies that you mentioned, uh, I'd like you to talk a little bit more about and that's Optilect. Can you talk a little bit about the the product offerings within that portfolio
1: yeah so the, the, the kind of um, the three main products right now one's called Clearview that's a desktop magnifier obviously you mentioned you used them before they called them CCTVs back when you and I were younger right hmm
0: um,
1: the good old, uh, back in the day when they were wood paneled and things like that. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> today the Clearview Cs, the um, uh, Clearview C with speech, it's it, it's pretty cool because it has a, um, so it does both the magnification, but if your eyes get tired during the day or you just need a little help, you can touch the screen in the bottom corner and it and it actually becomes a, um, uh, an OCR product optical character recognition. So it can take a picture of something and read it back to you. Oh, wow. It can do it in large print, change the color, change the, you know, font, whatever you need to do to make it easier to read it. And of course that's the kind of like Cadillac, right? It's the highest end, it's the biggest unit, it's big screen, that kind of stuff. And you'll see it, um, you know, in VAs today, you'll see it, um, in libraries, different places like that. Um, and of course, end users as well. The Clearview Go is a brand new product, which we'll have at um, the ACB convention this summer. And it's a foldable CCTV or video magnifier that you can carry with you. It's, I'm not sure the weight, I guess I should probably know all the stats, but just go to the de- the table and ask, but it folds up. And so it's great for schools. It has a, um, a distance camera. So you could, a student could sit at a a desk and be able to read the chalkboard or the blackboard or the whiteboard or the smartboard or whatever board they're using today. And, um, additionally you find, you know, I said I would want to use it. I'm not even in school anymore. I don't plan to go back to school, but just the fact that it's a, you know, transportable product, um, is pretty cool that I can actually carry it around. Um, there is a um, Clearview speech um, device that does um, OCR, and it's kind of like a small, I'm trying to think of what would be a good example of the shape or size. It's not much bigger than a shoebox on its side or on its on its end, um, and of course, they can take a picture of something and read it to you, Tri- traditional kind of OCR with different voices and such. And then the Compact Mini, or, or excuse me, not Mini, Compact 6 is, is a touchscreen, six-inch handheld camera that you can carry around and be able to read print um, that also does OCR. So once again, I, I think it's not uncommon for people with low vision as their eyes get tired during the day to want to have something read it to you. So you can just touch the screen, hit a button, and then it just reads the document to you, whatever it sees under the camera.
0: That that's great. Thanks, Matt. I know that these are products that a lot of ACB members, whether they have they have or are losing their vision due to uh, diabetes and diabetic retinopathy, or for our older members, if they're losing their vision due to macular degeneration or some other um, either age related or degenerative condition, these low vision devices. Um, provide a lot of services. And one of the main benefits of them is that with the video capabilities and the OCR capabilities, even as your vision deteriorates, this is equipment that will remain useful over time. Um, ever since uh, 2013, the ACV has been working to introduce legislation that would provide for Medicare and Medicaid coverage for low vision devices such as these.
1: I think it's it's amazing to me that, that we're like the last country in the world that won't pay for things out of insurance or some other form, you know, this type of technology for blind and low vision. And they do it with other disabilities, but just not blind and low vision.
0: Yeah. And it was only recently that white canes uh, became classified as durable medical equipment. So hopefully we can make progress here on this issue uh, so that low vision devices and uh, remove the uh, the eyeglass exclusion that's in place at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, uh, so that these devices, as well as eyeglasses and contacts, can be classified as durable medical equipment. So you highlighted for us um, a lot of companies, brands, and products that are under the umbrella of Vespero, and I know that here in two weeks or so, um, you'll be involved with the M-Enabling Summit, which our listeners are familiar with because we had uh, a guest, not from Aerosmith, but from Leonard Cheshire, Steve Tyler, come on oh, yeah. and talk about 3 ict and the M-Enabling Summit. What role will Vispero be playing at M-Enabling?
1: We're gonna have um, people attending this, the, the show this year and kind of exploring the different sessions. Um, you know, we have you know, different relationships throughout the um, industry because of obviously our product lines and our accessibility. So we'll obviously be there as well to visit with our customers, talk about it, you know, some of the accessibility things they're going through today um obviously show some of the new tech that we have coming out as well so um the um and you know i think that you know it's it's been nice to have a conference that's in the dc area um you know i think it's it's good to bring government into things which is one of the things that that happens here at this conference as well
0: and I, I agree, it's great to have a conference here in front of companies and policymakers, and it, it sounds like there'll be a great turnout for the M Enabling Summit, but I'm glad that you're saving all of the big guns for the ACB annual convention, which is in Rochester, New York, this summer, um, July 5th through 12th. And um, also thanks to Vispero for being a diamond level sponsor of the ACB convention. And you guys are hosting an event and we will be giving a presentation at the convention. Can you talk a little bit about the, uh, the session that your colleague will be hosting, I, I believe, the morning of July 7?
1: Yeah, I, 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 I actually think it shows the 6th um, on Saturday, whatever day Saturday is. I'm, I'm off on my days, so that would be the 6th, I think. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, Douglas Geary is going to do a presentation on our software. And by the way, the first 50 people who attended—see what it says here—it's um, they'll have a 50% discount on our home software licenses. And for those people who don't know about the home software licenses, this was a big deal that we did this year. Um, um, we put in some new technology that allowed us to sell licenses um, online, and basically if you're going to use it for home use, you can get jaws. Um, I think it's for $90 and zoom text for $80 and it lasts for one year. So it's a, it's a subscription based license. It's not a perpetual license, but at the same time, it's less than what you would pay for an SMA. If, um, if you were paying for an SMA, um, every two years. So this is, um, to make sure that more people at home get access to JAWS and Zoom text. And so once again, that when Douglas does his presentation, the first 50 people who come will get a coupon for it that will allow them to get 50% off and, and they have to use it before the end of September. Um, and I'm not sure the exact date, but it will be on the document. So just make sure that if you get one of those, don't let it expire because it's worth, you know, it's worth the savings of, uh, you know, 45 or $40. Um, So what is Douglas going to show? I mean, so I would say that one of the neat features is um, a a new feature came out with JAWS that's part of JAWS Infusion called Picture Smart. And this allows you to take any picture that's in your photo library on your computer or on the web or another document and actually have JAWS figure out what it is and describe it to you very similar to what you may get on Facebook or you may get um, on your iPhone, you know, or you, you may use another product like seeing AI to determine what a picture is. Well, now it's built into your Windows PC with JAWS. So if you need to figure out what a picture is, you can just do a applications key, which is shift F10 as well as another key for it. Um, when you're highlighted on the picture um, in the folder on your computer and then say, recognize with picture smart. I think there's also a keystroke for it, but if, if anybody can remember all the keystrokes, um, it's not gonna be me.
0: Yeah, and I, I hope that Doug doesn't steal all your thunder because then you will be uh, presenting in front of the general session at the ACB convention as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm excited about that. I think it's like Tuesday morning that I get to come and talk and, um, So I'm very excited about it and, you know, obviously talk about new things that are happening with the company, probably again, go a little bit over, you know, who Vispero is, you know, people, half the people don't even know, you know, what, how do you spell it? How do you pronounce it? There's probably lots of ways to do that, but it's um, just so everybody knows it's www.vispero.com. In fact, if you want to know more about you know what we're doing, one of the things we also did is we released a video recently um, and it's on the Vispero homepage and, and it has audio description um, as well as captioning and you can sit down and watch a good video on some of our users' stories. So it's pretty cool.
0: Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I know that you and Vispero will be very popular at the ACB convention, uh, especially in the exhibit hall. And I'm sure you'll get a lot of people coming up to you asking you about products. If they want demonstrations, hands-on uh, testing and all that good stuff. So thank you so much for your time.
1: Yeah. And I'll, if, if I can, I'll just go get, give you two more uh, specials at the show. Just so people know there'll be 20% off of the home licenses at the booth. So if you don't get oh, wow. of those 50% off licenses, you can get the um, 20% off. And then we're gonna have 20% off all hardware. So if you need a new braille display, a new video magnifier, a handheld, you know, any of the kind of technology we build, it's hardware of any of our brands, then you can get those as well at a, at a 20% discount. So definitely come by and see us.
0: That's fabulous. Thank you for doing that for the, the AC mem- ACB members and those in attendance at the annual convention. Uh, Everyone, just remember that the early registration for the ACB convention runs through June 23rd, and you can register at acbconvention.org. That's www.acbconvention.org. So, again, Matt, thank you so much for joining us on the Advocacy Update Podcast. We look forward to seeing you in Rochester. Take care. I drive a million miles. You feel the-